When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio here radio show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. As always, presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. We'll hear from Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen later on in the program. They'll make their picks for the week and, of course, tell you about all the great things happening down at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Steph Copley, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, Jared? I'm doing well. Uh, I think everybody's doing pretty well this week after uh, the game last Saturday. Uh, Iowa State with a 10-7 win over uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Seahawks game. Uh, now, of course, leading into Saturday's game against Ohio uh, at 1 p.m. at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, Do you think it's confusing for people outside of Iowa with us playing Iowa and then Ohio, considering people get messed up between Idaho, Ohio, and Iowa all the time? Yes, I think that I, I feel pretty confident in saying that one. Uh, I think that uh, it's funny when you say Ohio, no one thinks of the University of Ohio. I was talking to, I can't even remember who I was talking to the other day. I said, they asked who Ohio or Iowa state was playing. I was like, Oh, they're playing Ohio. And they immediately thought that that meant Ohio state Ohio was state. coming. Yeah. was coming to Ames. And I was like, yeah, I don't think there'd be any situation in which Ohio <laughs> state would ever come and play in Ames. Uh, <laughs> and if that's, that's the case, happening. everybody's going to know about it. Right. There's well, going to be no surprise. Right. Well, it's like, I don't think that Ohio state plays in places where they don't seat a hundred thousand people, you right. know, like that, that's probably never happening unless it's a, a conference game, but either way, I mean, I think it's hard to not feel pretty good after what we saw on Saturday, even though there was some of the, uh, you know, Matt Campbell's called them inefficiencies at point at times. I think he was talking mainly about the turnovers inside the red zone specifically. And then the, obviously the two blocked punts, but I mean, how do you feel coming out of, of Saturday uh, about the team, not just about, obviously everybody feels good about winning that game, but where do you think that this team's kind of trending in your mind? I, th- I think that game was mentally this weird barrier that Iowa state as a, as a, team as a program needed to get through and now that it's final now that we've finally gotten over that barrier um i am really excited not that i wasn't excited before but i think that was just this weird sticking point for us and um i just i was really impressed with gyrell brock um i feel very positive that was one of those question marks going into the season Mm -hmm. and after saturday against a really good defense that is one of the things i'm most forward looking forward to this this weekend against Ohio I think you can throw the offensive line into that category as well right right I guess they go hand in hand I would say they kind of go hand in hand that group has been better than I think I could have expected them to be especially when you consider Jake Remsburg has been out uh and he was I mean I thought he was maybe Iowa State's best offensive lineman at the end of the 2020 season and you know you got to give some credit to Grant Triber who's been in the program for a long time and has worked his way into to getting out on the field now and Jake's in Jake's spot and it's like man, now you're going to get Jake back hopefully here in the next week and a half or so. And and that group's been playing pretty well. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how they, they navigate all of that, but I'm right there with you. Like I, I never expected Iowa state to be able to run the football like they did in that game. Um, it was one of the first times I think I've ever felt like it felt myself wanting them to run the football mm-hmm. more against yes. Iowa. And there were some situations where they were in third and ones and things like that earlier in the game where it's like, man, just give the ball to Jirel. Like he's not, he's getting six yards carry or close to it. You know, anytime they've been in those short yardage and, you know, I think that the 99 yard drive was important for them to, you know, we've all talked about that. They can't Iowa, Iowa and all those kinds of things. They out Iowa, Iowa, that right out Iowa, Iowa right there, you know? (laughs) Yes, they did. It was one of those things where you felt like, and I think that you could see this too, because Iowa gets the football back and they get into a second and one and they try and run a reverse. And that was the moment when I was like, Oh, okay. They know 
Like they know Iowa State just threw the gauntlet down and it's like, yeah, we're here now. Yes. You know, it's not just like we're the scrappy guys that are trying to beat you. It's like, no, we can beat you now, you know. And we didn't have to rely on getting cute like that. We could just rely on the bread and butter. And I agree with you. I think I said more times in that game than I've ever said before, just run the ball, just run the ball, just run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a, that is a huge step forward, especially against a defense like Iowa's. Yeah, and I think too, that's uh it was one of those things where they almost had to realize they could run the ball. Yes. You know, I think yes. that they, pro- it would probably would have been hard for them to even imagine like, man, we're going to come out and get five yards a pop with Jirel, you know? And for them to be able to do that, I think it took some time even where they're like, yeah, we got to take advantage of this situation. But uh, I don't know if you heard my podcast I did with Jordan earlier this week when I was talking about this, but I, I felt like this was the first time where I sat there and I was like, man, I don't think these guys are learning to win anymore. They expect to win. And yeah. so when, the th- when little things go wrong, you know, the turnovers inside the red zone, the two blocked punts, nobody's phased by it. You know, like I they mean, just keep... besides me, I was very well, yeah, phased. <laughs> yeah, we, we were all phased, but like they're not phased. They're right. just like, we're just going to keep playing, you know, and they believed that they were better than Iowa and it was going to come around eventually, you know, and that's where I think that this is not a process anymore of learning how to win. It's the program has a bunch of guys who expect to win. Now, nobody in the program has ever experienced Iowa State being bad besides Orion Vance. He's the only one that's left that played or that was around Iowa State when Iowa State was still trying to learn how to win. And now everybody just expects to win because they've always won while they've been there. And I thought that this game really showed that, that they're just it's kind of a mind, a mindset shift in the program where they just have gotten past the learn how to win stage and gotten into the now we're just going to try and win you know we're going to yeah, go out and, and think we're going to win i i know we i don't love talking about iowa but they do have a culture of those little things going right and very rarely do they shoot themselves in the foot and iowa state almost did that on saturday mm-hmm. but despite um a couple of unforced errors figured out a way to get through it. And I think there, I think exactly what you said, that's a shift in mentality. It's a shift in mindset and it's something that's been lacking, um, especially in that particular Iowa game over the last few seasons. And I'm excited to see how they can use that momentum and kind of catapult off and see if maybe we can get through a September feeling really good. Well, it's about the confidence, you know, and I think when you've been in a bunch of situations like that, you have a lot more confidence, especially when you've been in those situations and been able to get the job done to win, you know? And, you know, I thought, I'm not comparing Iowa state to Alabama. Like I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I think look at the way, you know, you, I think you can look at the way that Alabama played in that game against Texas. And there was a lot of times where they probably could have folded up the tent and gone home. But the Mm -hmm. reason they're Alabama is because they don't do those things. They just keep playing, you know. And then when you get an opportunity to go and win the football game, they take advantage of that every time. And that's why they win all the time. Right. Is Because the other team, the team they're playing against has to play totally mistake free to be able to win them or to be able to beat them. And Iowa had to play totally mistake free to be able to beat Iowa State. Iowa State didn't have to play mistake free, you know, but it was like. Which has not always been the case. Yeah. And I well, think that's that's a, another reason to feel really good about Saturday as well. And I think the their offense, certainly how bad it is, plays the a lack role in thereof. that. Yeah, it's like they could never turn the ball over. Right. Because if they turned the ball over, then they were going to start giving up short fields. And that's when, obviously, it didn't matter. Iowa State had to go 99 yards anyway. But, like, you, you get what I'm saying, where when that team starts to give you opportunities – you know, you got to be able to take advantage of them because they don't give people opportunities very often. And I don't know, that just was like one of those things where I feel like we're going to sit back in a couple of years and look at that game and be like, man, that was the point when Iowa State went from being like a plucky underdog that's trying to win every week to like now they could be kind of tough every week because every week they've got the confidence they can go out and beat somebody. Yeah. And that's why I think this game's a test. If that is true and that mind shift or that, that mindset shift has truly happened, They'll come out on Saturday, be ready to play, and kick some butt. Yeah. And dominate the game. And we know Ohio is a significant step up from SEMO. No one's questioning that. But they still need to take care of business against Ohio, similarly to how they did against SEMO, and take advantage of all of those strides and take mm-hmm. advantage of the fact that Jirel is running the way he is and that X is, you know, doing the things he's doing. And 
put the, you know, put the pedal to the metal and take it, take over. That's what I want to see on Saturday. Yeah. And I think, you know, this reminds me of the Kansas game when I was, they played them in 2017, the week after they'd beat Oklahoma. Yes. And it was like, you're coming off a really emotional win. It could have been kind of fluky. Nobody really knew what was kind of going on there. And you go into that Kansas game and it's like, man, this is just one of those times where you could see Iowa State tripping up, you yep. know, and they came out and won like 30 to nothing or something right. like that. That's the kind of thing I want to see Same here. to know that this team has got the right kind of mindset of like, yeah, we, we, we beat Iowa, but we went back to work and went back to the grindstone and we don't care about that anymore. We're on to the next one. That's right. You know? And a lot of teams could let this bleed into the following week. Like I said, if the mind shift, or the mindset shift. I can't say That's that. That's a hard I, one to say. The mindset. You'll get it by the, the end of the show. The mindset shift that I think has happened, really happened. They'll come out and dominate that football game. And uh, I don't know. You know, John Haycock was talking yesterday on their Zoom. He's like, man, our defensive integrity and all these things has to improve. And I was, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, how did Huckling playing pretty dang good football. Like, I don't know, you know, and I get it, but I get what they're trying, you know, trying to motivate everybody and things like that. But man, it just is, it's been fun to, to watch these guys continue to grow, you know, because I think even though it's a inexperienced team, it's a lot of guys that have been around the program for a long time. And now to see them get an opportunity to continue to grow has been kind of fun. They're inexperienced in terms of play on the field, but their experience with the culture. So I think that's key. And I think that has a lot to do with the mindset shift that mm -hmm. you, you mentioned. Well, yeah. And it's the first time that they've had groups of guys that go through. And like I said, they don't know anything about the, like they, Matt Campbell the was before. not selling hope to Hunter Deckers. You right. know, he's not selling hope to, uh, I mean, even X, you know, yeah. X is, has always had success since he's been at Iowa state. And like they came in expecting Iowa state to be good. Right. It's like there's no other option than to be good, you know, and that is uh, something that I think is pretty incredible, you know, and that's where, you know, I think it, by a comparison, like you look at a place like Nebraska, where even when they bring in transfers and things like that, the losing culture still exists because there's so many guys around that have been through it, you know, and have seen it and have not been in the right kind of culture to understand. And you have to work that out of your program and get people out that don't have that aren't when those moments are, are going to happen because you're always going to have those moments of adversity. But I was to had too many times in the past where those moments of adversity would snowball on them and become a bunch of moments of adversity. They didn't allow that to happen the other day. And that's what, like I said, that's what signaled to me. It's like, okay, these guys aren't going to let the little things or let these little mistakes turn into huge mistakes that change the game. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I would really love for us to take, uh, advantage of this week and fix those punting issues and those yeah. turnover issues because those are terrifying. And um, had things gone slightly differently, we could be having an entirely different conversation. And as we get into Big 12 play, I and we play better teams, better offenses. I I don't want to see those things happen. I agree with everything you said, but I I hope those were more fluky scenarios as opposed to a pattern that we see going into the the heart of the season. Well, and it's especially true when you consider who the team that's going to be coming into Jack Trash Stadium next week, you know, yeah. with uh with the defending conference champions in Baylor and I mean, you know that they're going to be good. I mean, we all know that they're good, you know. Like that's going to be another one of those tests and I think and if you win this one and you figure out a way to beat Baylor next week, I know. Holy cow. I know. <laughs> like you better I mean, people better hold on because I think that that's when things could really start to escalate, you know, where what could this team do? You know, I mean, that's when you have to start to wonder, like, could this team really make some serious noise? And then, you know, you go have to go play Kansas after that. But then I think two weeks after that you play or the week after that you play Kansas State at home and they could it's be been, unbeated as well. Right. And it's been interesting to kind of go at this season from a different perspective versus last season when expectations were so high. And this year we just didn't really know what to expect. And it makes me wonder, will now this is a lot of things have to happen first, but assuming that scenario plays out, like you said, where we win on Saturday, we um, take care of business against Baylor. Will people start to pay attention? And at that point, I'm not sure that they will have the luxury of ignoring Iowa state, but again, Iowa state has to take care of business first. Right. And that's what's, that's what's kind of fun about the way their conference schedule sets up. It's yes. like you get to play the conference champion right away and then you play Kansas, you know, which we know Kansas is much better. And obviously you got to go on the road to Lawrence. So that'll probably be a pretty tough game. And then 
you know, to play Kansas State too, who everybody is, uh, a lot of people picked as their favorite in the preseason. I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a quarterback to visit Jack Trice Stadium than I am to see Adrian P- or Adrian Martinez try and go up against the Iowa State defense. That'll be yeah. – uh, not that I would ever uh, wish failure on anyone. <laughs> you absolutely would wish Especially failure on people. I know you better older, than that. Whatever, but, you know. Don't let him lie to you, everyone. If Adrian Martinez struggled a little bit in that one, I wouldn't feel that bad about it. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Adrian Martinez a lot of a lot of times where he made me feel bad. So I hope he has to he yeah. I'm sure he felt pretty bad too in those scenarios. I mean you as a fan, the rest of us as just don't love Nebraska anyway. So anything associated with or formerly associated with, we have the same approach. What did you think of uh, Scott Frash getting fired on Sunday? Did you (laughs) I mean, I saw the the tweets come through and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. They, But you couldn't have waited. You couldn't right. have waited. Well, it's my dad sent me the text. I hadn't seen it. He sent me a text that Frost is out. And I was like, oh, OK. OK. Well, okay. I guess that uh, I guess that is what it is. But I think, too. I mean, just think if they somehow would have were to beat Oklahoma on Saturday and then oh. in, in the Big Ten West, the way that, right. that division is right now you leave the door open for some hope to come in and all of a sudden you're like, man, now we got to keep him, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, that's fair. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, the big 10 West is really bad and that's where, you know, I, I I've listened to some Nebraska people this week and they're like, I think Trev Alberts one knew that, you know, like yeah. that the big tw- 10 West stinks. And it's like, okay, maybe if we change voices now, you give yourself an opportunity to maybe run off some wins and, you know, you can be competitive in the division, but I don't know. That is a, an uphill climb. I sure. just, I, I try to be a really kind person. I do, but Scott Frost is just this gold mine of comedy. And for that reason, I'm sad to see him go. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I'd be really surprised actually, if he didn't end up somewhere else and have success, like a group of high school or something like that, but he'll, he'll probably have to go and back to one of the coasts or something like that. And where his brand of football is more appropriate, you know, like that's the thing that I think people didn't realize, or I mean, we did realize a lot of people had questions about how his offense was going to translate, but he didn't understand how badly he needed to adapt his offense yeah. to the big 10. You and know. I, he, I, I don't know him personally, but he strikes me as someone who thinks that he can make anything work anywhere. And so maybe that was just a bad fit from the very beginning. Yeah. From what I've been able to gather this week, it seems like there was a pretty significant false sense of security there where he thought they would never fire him which is like the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in college They're athletics just... that you would think that you weren't going to get fired, you know? like I don't know. There's something weird about college football coaches and politicians and those type of people where they just have this unreasonable sense of self-confidence and this crazy lack of self-awareness that either makes you really successful or makes you go down in flames, and there's really not much in the middle. Right. It depends on if you've got those qualities while also either being like a psychopath about football and only caring right. about football and nothing else. Right. Or you don't care enough about football and you still have those qualities and that's how you end up being a yeah. failure. And I yeah, think- and, to, and I know we're joking, but to be honest with you, that does make me thankful for Matt Campbell because I'm sure he's got his own quirks that are that make him some level of psychopath because I think you have to in that role. Yeah. Yeah. But he seems like a, like a good dude. And I think we are lucky at Iowa State to have a lot of good dudes and women in our coach or head coaching role so at least at least we have that all i'll say is i'm really is i'm really glad that i don't have to hear the rumors about matt campbell that i heard sometimes about scott frost and and hey there you go off field transgressions that's right that's that's definitely a significant positive all right we're going to take a break when we come back chris williams brent bloom and tim mullen are going to make their picks for the week here on the cyclone fanatic radio show presented by nebraska furniture martin clive on a morning sports station 1460 kxno Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, 
dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday be a man go to the doctor iowaclinic.com tell them that chris williams and cyclone fanatic sent you their way hey y'all brent bloom here let me tell you about my friends at nebraska furniture martin clive they have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago they're in west clive right near the walkie border my old stomping grounds and they can help you out with any of your needs in fact with a larger warehouse now a larger selection they have many items right there at the store in fact my mom just needed some new appliances recently it was an easy call to make told her to call tim mullen and the guys and gals over at nebraska furniture martin and clive and always ask for the price match they'll help you out there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns that helps farmers care for the pigs they protect the pigs from extreme temperatures predators you know all that stuff it is so high tech some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing and they're doing it all to feed our world and and don't forget about this so you can have some of that delicious iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall from everyone at cyclone fanatic i'm chris williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers the cyclone fanatic podcast network is now fueled by the mississippi river distilling company it is located in Claire, iowa and owned by cyclones in fact one of them even used to be Cy. people ask us all the time how can they help out at cyclone fanatic well Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cycle Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. All right, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Chris Williams along with Timmy Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive and also Brent Bloom. And uh, we are back. I, I was gone last week. I was in the. Uh, I was out east. Thanks for holding up the fort. And uh, Bloom. Apparently, we're all just like ha- professional handicappers this year. We all have winning records, which is it's great. A, it's it's been a great start to the year in many respects. Um, and, and my picks being first and foremost. Good. Well, we'll bring in Tim Mullen, and uh, Tim Tim keeps tally on on everything. And first of all, Bloom, I'll let you introduce it because Tim did something cool for the We Will yeah. Collective this week. Let's let's recognize Nebraska Furniture Mart for that. It was honestly, it was like a, a dream come true for me. We had we hosted about a hundred youth uh, from different places in Central Iowa, underserved populations in Des Moines, and we had about a hundred of them out in West Des Moines, and the entire Iowa State basketball team was there. And NFM uh, very generously donated funds so we could give every kid a T-shirt awesome. as well and provided some water. And it was it was like the best night I've had professionally, honestly, because we had all the Iowa State basketball players there. Everybody was smiling. And it's exactly what name, image, and likeness should be, in my opinion. And uh, the guys were great. The kids were great. And – couldn't be more thankful and, and grateful for how that turned out yesterday. Awesome. Tim, um, yes. you guys do a lot of that stuff too, man. You need to be recognized for it. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. What's up, brother? Well, I, I appreciate it, Chris and Bloom. It's so good to hear that. I mean, I think what you said is right on is that this is what name, image, and likeness is supposed to be like. I mean, those, 
those basketball players to those kids are heroes uh, and to be a part of the opportunity to give kids the chance to meet with them, interact with them, inspire them to do more, be better, uh, just to have something they may not have had a chance to do. Uh, I, again, when you brought the opportunity to me, I didn't hesitate to right. try and get that done because to me, that is what dollars are supposed to go for is creating moments and experiences and to put some money for some t-shirts and things, nothing. So I'm glad to hear the event went the way it did. And again, just what a cool thing for those kids. I mean, I still remember to this day, I was at a sixth grade basketball camp and met Roy Marble and BJ Armstrong. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still, it's a memory I'll never forget. I mean, those guys wound up being NBA players yeah. and just things of that nature so i hope it's an experience those kids remember forever and again nfm was more than happy to be a part of that what i like about it too bloom is the and it doesn't matter I, I, kids are kids but there are a lot of kids that wouldn't have an experience like that if it weren't a charitable deal which is what i really thought was outstanding about the event yeah and that, that was really cool for me as well i mean it was kids from big brothers and big sisters in des moines um and also from boys and girls clubs. So some of these kids, I mean, they can't afford to go to the the basketball camps across the state. So for us to bring it to them is completely free for the kids. They got the t-shirt. Uh, they got to have the kids were having shoes autographed by the players. Awesome. I'm getting pictures taken. Uh, one of the campers won an autographed ball by the entire basketball team. And he looked like oh, he just won an N64 from our day, you know, like yeah. it was eyes lit up and it was like, is this for me? And it's like, yeah, this is for you, buddy. So it was, man, I'm, st- I'm still floating nearly like 12 hours later because it was just such an awesome night. So yeah. They, and, and really for me, it's, I, we couldn't have done it without NFM and then the, we will collective donors. And it was, it was just a cool, cool deal. Well, look forward to more of that in the future. Before we get to our picks of the week, we're always having hot sales at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. I um, let me ask you this, Tim. A little uh, uh, your your boy here. I may or may not know somebody who might be in the market for another one of them fancy grills. Do we have like end of year sales or anything, or is everything basically always on sale at Nebraska Furniture Martin? You know, we like to say we are always having sales. Here, That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I led you right That's into right. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we always got things going on here. And I think the best thing, one of, one of the best purchasing powers we have is our financing we give to folks and, you know, the opportunity to defer that money. And, no doubt. You know, right now we're doing that across the board, everything in the store with the exceptions of computers and cell phones. We still have that deal going on right now where it's 24 months financing, four ninety nine and up. So, you know, take that opportunity to get that year in grill purchase, get that Traeger, you know, come out and, and get a nice Weber. We, we've got them on display here. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot of different transitions with this time of year, but uh, yeah, that's a great one to do. And, you know, when you're thinking about your home and stuff too, now's a great time to do some carpet in the house. We still have our pet friendly sale going on. Uh, seven freeze on all pet friendly carpet. Uh, so you're getting, you know, standard installation, stairs, furniture move, tear up all away. Uh, those things that you don't have to worry about. And another nice thing we're doing right now, and I don't know, uh, we're, we're getting this out in the market more and more, but if you're looking for countertop needs right now, mm. uh, we are the premier Cambria countertop dealer in Des Moines now, uh, which Cambria is one of the finest materials of countertops you can get. It's a, a United States company out of Minnesota. Uh, but th- what they can do with their product is, it's art and uh, we have a great display in the store come in sit down take a look at it and we'll get you squared away but a lot of good stuff going on here at nfm and again like you said always sales to be had here my friend so i know come on out and see us and uh, we'll get you taken you got those electronic deals too that keep your prices better than everybody's that's that's my favorite yeah i'm a, I'm yeah, a techie it's, it's like a great that. deal I, I remember when they came out, it was really tricky to do. But, yeah, our electronic price tags basically, I mean, it's tens of thousands of SKUs every night, and they surf the web. So, you know, back in the day, we were like, if you find it anywhere cheaper, well, you know, well, we guarantee that. I mean, yeah. you, you can come in, and uh, I, I've been proven right over and over again that they work, and it, I, it's just a beautiful thing. So we got the lowest prices in town. Come out and see us. We'll, we'll show you what we got to do. All right. Well, you said these these uh, ta- these countertops are a work of art. Iowa State football two and zero, baby. That is a work of art in my mind. <laughs> I've been ten and o- or two and zero in like ten years. Uh, we're excited. Uh, we'll get to that game coming up. But Tim is always selects the game, so I will let him get us started here. First of all, we all have winning records two weeks in. This has got to be a first. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I am shocked. Uh, we were all within a game of each other. You two sit at seven, three and me at six and four, but yeah, it was, uh, I think that was probably the Iowa, Iowa state game was probably safely the lead pipe lock of the week. Uh, no matter what was going to happen because of the disaster that is in Iowa city right now. And, and credit to the young quarterback there at Iowa state and keeping his composure and yeah. making the drive happen when he needed to. So fun, fun time for the state of Iowa last week. Uh, we come off that cliff to some uh, calmer games this mm-hmm. week, but we'll fire off with a couple top 25 uh, wars, if you will, uh, clashes to begin this. At number 13, Miami, uh, going to number 24, Texas A&M, uh, which uh, Texas A&M trying to find themselves right now. Jimbo Fisher says they have to be better. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point favorite at home versus Miami. What do you go here, Chris? Well, I mean, just my – my gut tells me to play Miami because Texas A&M has such a bad situation at quarterback right now. Their offense sucks. My brain tells me to side with Vegas here, though. Bounce back game. They're clearly not lacking talent. Should be a heavily, highly motivated Texas A&M team. So I, I will lay the points here and take the home team. All right. I love this. this. This is my game of the week. Well, I got two games of the week with our picks here. And this is one of them. I love A&M here. Just love them. Completely, I'm completely in love with A&M in this pick. Okay. Same reasons? Yes, yeah, same exact reasons. Miami's yeah. completely overvalued, way overvalued. I'm I selling think Miami, my- yeah, I, I think you're right on. Every year it seems like Miami comes out ranked time. By the end of the year, we find out who they truly were. And I'm not saying they're a bad team, but they, I don't know if they're a top 15 yeah. team. So This should be 13 and a half. Ooh. Yep. Wow. Okay. Big, big, big statement right there. All right. I'm just telling right. you, I'm, Tim, I'm hot. I'm Tim, hot right where are you now. on, Tim? <clears throat> Next game, uh, gentlemen, we have the Cougars of BYU traveling uh, to number 25, Oregon. Uh, Oregon, three-and-a-half-point favorite, really valuing the home turf here. Uh, BYU, you know, up and down over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Bloom, what do you think here? Did you, Tim, just, to, just for reference, did you pick A&M as well? Uh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. Okay. We're all on. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Just want to make yep. sure we're all on this because I gotta. I gotta protect this lead that I have. Um, yes. I like. I think I like the Cougars here. I just think BYU's better right now, and Oregon's got some issues. Uh, BYU was impressive again last week. You could argue that nobody's had a better start to the year than than BYU. The quarterbacks excellent. Uh, defense travels, and I think the Cougars win this by ten. Wow. All right. Uh, CW, what do you got, bud? Uh, I'll, I'll tail Bloom here. I just think that BYU showed me something beating Baylor last week. I'll be at home, double overtime. Oregon, you know, really poor in week one. Still have a new coach. They're still working that in. BYU's an established program. Feels to me like this could be a year. BYU's got a schedule that will allow them to at least be in the playoff conversation if they could – run the table potentially being an independent. It would be a really interesting story, one that I'm rooting for. See, so yeah, I will I'll tail bloom and take the Cougars here. All right, gentlemen, so this next one, uh, strictly on here for fun and shenanigans, as there was some news this week out of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, but number six, Oklahoma, 11.5-point favorite, traveling to Nebraska, uh, you know, just a, a, just a – definition of a program that used to be uh so I, I mean i don't know i just put this on here for fun do you think nebraska has any chance here with what's going on right now i i, I, I do. don't know c yeah I, I do too i do i in fact i actually in my personal betting i might sprinkle a little money line here on nebraska just for a couple reasons one they just i kind of feel like they're going to be better without frost usually these teams bounce back when you fire their coach for at least one week and two I just I don't know I'm not convinced that we know anything about Oklahoma after the first two weeks they were one of my overrated teams coming into the year so yeah I I will fairly confidently play Nebraska and take the 11 points Brent why are we picking the same games I don't like this I don't need, I agree. We're, all, we're gonna get killed this week I agree I know I agree I'm going I'm riding with the uh, riding with the Huskers and their their new guy See you, Scott. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this game is one that they wanted to get back into their you know ritual every year, and I think they're going to be not happy they got it. Uh, I just – Nebraska has no sense of itself right now, and I don't think firing their head coach gives them that. 
they don't have an identity until somebody comes in there to clean the program up and create a culture that is uh, team oriented. I mean, there's so much finger pointing going around that place right now. Uh, it, it is it is overwhelming to me, and the culture is just so negative. I, I like Oklahoma here on the road. Uh, and, again, uh, it gives me two games up on right. this week. Smart All right, gentlemen, one. the last uh, two games here, the in-state tilts uh, at home on a night game. Uh, I believe the the Wolfpack, is that correct? The Wolfpack of Nevada? That's a fact. Yes. Yeah, they are coming to uh, they are coming to Iowa City as twenty three point underdogs. Uh, I have no idea what to do here. I mean, everything says to uh, bet take the points from Nevada. But uh, what do you think here, Bloom? I uh, actually, yeah. So I'm again. When everything points one direction, you go the other way. Um, and don't fall for the trick. Don't fall for the trap here. Nevada's not going to score more than 10 points. I think I, I think Iowa has an explosion and gets to 35. So I'll, t- I'll, give me, I'll take the Hawkeyes here. Uh, I guess I'll go opposite of Bloom here. I just <laughs> I, I just feel like you, you're, you're begging, you're playing with fire to, to bet on I Iowa know. to cover against anybody right now. I think that I, know. I agree with you. I, I could totally see it playing out that way, Brent. In fact, my gut tells me to play Iowa here, but my brain's just like, I, I got to see it. Yeah, I, I don't feel I don't like this game either way. I guess I'll take the points. I will reluctantly take the points here, Tim. You know, Iowa better than we do. What do you think? Yeah, I, uh, you know, normally you guys, when we bring like uh, Alabama or, or Georgia or somebody on here, I always say bet them until proven otherwise. And I'm kind of with <laughs> C Dub here. Uh, I just, I, I mean, to your point, I mean, even if Nevada didn't score anything, can Iowa score 23 points? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, not without defense and special teams. I don't know that they can. And, and I'm not trying to be, you know, off the cliff here. I just they, – they didn't make any changes. They're going with the same program they had. Uh, I mean, for the first time in the program's history, you had Kurt Ferentz saying, because I'm the coach and I said so. I mean, there's no logic to what they're doing. And I just – I think there's so much pressure on those kids to get it right that I think there'll be more mistakes happening. And hmm. it's just at the end of the game, I don't think plus three touchdowns is, is in the cards for them over anybody right now. So I will also take Nevada getting the 23 points on the road. Okay. We're in the same spot. We'll get one on Bloom there. And then uh, we yeah. got the main event, baby. That is right. Uh, Ohio, the Bobcats. Uh, is Zolich still there? Mm-mm. No, no, new guy. Who's the coach there? Tim uh, Albin. Yeah, Tim Albin. He said he was, in his he, was, he said in his press conference this week that Iowa State's better than Penn State, basically across no big the deal. board. No big, no big deal. deal. Oh. No big deal. That's good coach speak. Wait, wait. Well, one of, one one of those two teams won in Kinnick in the last twelve months. <laughs> FYI, this is true. This is true. Yeah. No. That's right. So you are better than Penn State. That's right. There you go. <laughs> uh, at home, gentlemen, uh, what time is the game? Is that a one o'clocker? One o'clock. One o'clock. One p.m. start. The Ohio Bobcats coming into Jack Trice as seventeen and a half point underdogs. Uh, you know, to me, you watch the offense uh, do what they did in the first week. Uh, you know, struggled a bit against Iowa, but at the end of the day, I mean, no one's going to argue about Iowa's defense. Uh, that was the one thing that is uh, worth your time and effort. But 17 and a half over, uh, you know, Ohio. I like Iowa State here. I like to prove that it wasn't a fluke how they started and continue the season at 3-0 and start. So I will take Iowa State here. I mean, Brent, I this, Brent the way yeah. I look at it is um, the coach says that Iowa State's better than Penn State. Penn State beat them by like 40. Mm-hmm. So Iowa State, in all seriousness, I, I this is a classic trap game for Iowa State with, with Baylor next week. You're coming off the emotional high of Iowa. Um, I, I agree with you, and we talked about this on our podcast a lot this week. I think this is high scoring. Penn State outgained Ohio by 300-plus yards last week. I th- I see a lot of big plays here, a lot like that SEMO game. I think Hutchison gets loose a couple times. Uh, I also think Ohio might be able to score a little bit they got some guys. on the yep. Cyclones. This is the best offense Iowa State's seen this year. Um, so I will, I'll take Iowa State because it's steamed down so low. This line opened at like in the 22 range. Uh, I think at that point it would have been tough. 
I, I do think Iowa wins this. Iowa State wins this one by three touchdowns here, though. So I'll 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 take the good guys. Yeah, I mean, so my other play of the week, you know, I I love I love A and M. I also love the over in this game, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is settled in at forty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Iowa State scores forty. I, I agree. I think a lot of big plays. What you're going to see now is uh, Hutchinson's going to get a lot of attention. Give me, give me a heavy dose, heavy dose of Jalen Knoll this week. Big, big game. He's my, he's my PT peer for the game. I like Iowa State here, forty-one seventeen. Okay. Well, there you go, gentlemen. So, uh, I got you guys sitting over here as well. So we're gonna get. I'm gonna get three games on Bloom this week. Uh, C Dub's got a chance to grab a couple, but. Uh, this is, is it already separation Saturday? I it might be. This, this is where it goes. Yeah. Create the lead that is insurmountable. Yeah. We, I thought last week was, is, and maybe it's because I was sitting at a beach house and not having to work and drinking, yeah. watching all the games. Yeah. But I thought it was as entertaining of a 11 a.m. until 1 a.m. Weekend of college football as we've yeah. had in a long time. It were great non-conference games. Bama Texas started it off well. We had the epic yeah. Baylor BYU game at the end. Like I really really enjoyed it. So a lot to follow up here this week with not as many sexy games, but I, I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun week again. Uh, you two are seven and three. I'm six and four. Uh, it'll be uh, quite a change come next week. We, none of us should be tied anyway. Let's look at it that way. Good deal. Well, get on out to Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Uh, treat yourself to one of them new TVs. One of them. I just talked like my uh, grandpa used to back in southwest Iowa. Um, but, yeah, no, appreciate you, Tim. Always one of the highlights of my week to be able to sit here and make picks with you guys. And um, Bloom, what are you going to be doing this week? Are you just going to be up there fanning it out at Iowa, up at Iowa State? Absolutely, I'm the 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 high noons will be be flowing. I'm gonna be in, in, the, in the RV village. Awesome, Timmy. Have you had have you had a high noon yet? Oh, I have, my friend. Okay, uh, they they are uh, they're refreshing, and they're it only hundred calories. Yeah, it is the wife's drink of choice lately. I, I swear, our 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 garage fridge looks like a, a girl's college dorm right now with all the <laughs> seltzers and high noons in it. It's pretty. Uh, there's like all that, and then my case of bush light off to the side. It's it's yeah. pretty comical. Yeah, we're yeah we're we're gonna try and sign them up to be a sponsor at some point. I'm working on it, Tim. It's, FYI, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pumpkin beer season for me, baby. So yeah, we'll that's be, right. Yeah. Should be fun in. though. I think I think Iowa State rolls to three zero. All right, the first time in ten years. Tim Mullen, Nebraska Furniture Mart, and Clive Brent Bloom. We'll throw it back to Jared Stansberry when we come back here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMA. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. 
Cycle Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy, and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Jared Stansbury, Steph Copley taking you up to the top of the hour here on KXNO. Uh, Steph, I just am um, – I'm excited now. Like I just, I, my excitement level has gone to a whole new level. You got the with, warm and fuzzies? Uh, no, not at the warm and fuzzies. I don't even know if it's like that. I just – that game the other day made me start to think like, man, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team. You know, know, maybe we underestimated what the ceiling is. And obviously there's still a lot of time left in the year and, and it was just game two and I was offenses horrendous. So it's like, maybe, you know, pump the break slightly, yeah, maybe pump the brakes slightly. But at the same time, I think that Iowa's defense is that good, you know, yeah. that when Iowa state was offense and it's funny because it's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody stinks on Iowa, you know? So it's like <laughs> Iowa State won. Oh, well, yeah, we have a horrible team. I told you it was a lose-lose scenario. Everybody was going to come in, and if I if Iowa State loses, well, we lost to the worst Iowa offense in history. If Iowa State wins, well, you had to have the worst Iowa offense in history to win. So, yeah. take I mean, take that for what it's worth. You still got the camel with it, the monkey off your back. Is that the saying? Yeah. What was I yeah, going to say monkey, about the a monkey off your back? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's funny because I've seen people say like, "Oh, if Iowa had an offense, they would have killed. They would killed Iowa State. Wouldn't even been close." And I sit there and I'm like, "Well, if Iowa State didn't turn the ball over, it's right. inside the twenty yard can, line twice. I've, you can and, do that all all day. Yeah, and have two bunt have two punts blocked. Well, they probably would have killed Iowa too. Like, right. man, I don't know." You know, can't take out these things out of the equation. It's just like, I don't know. But this is why Saturday is going to be good because Iowa State has an opportunity to prove themselves and say, look at, you know, this is, yeah, it's it's Ohio, but still our defense is better than people gave us credit for and our offense is ad- as advertised. So 
this is why Saturday is good. And it's a it's a good um, way to shed the discussion about Iowa before heading into Big 12 play. I, I was watching uh, Ohio's head coach's press conference. They played Penn State last yeah. week in, in Happy Valley. He said this is the, kicked, right? This, yeah, 46 to 10. He said this is the first time they've ever played back-to-back Power 5 games in the mm-hmm. time that he's been at Ohio. And he's been there as I think he went there with he was an assistant coach at Nebraska with Frank Solich and then went with Frank Solich, which would have been almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So uncharted waters here for the Bobcats this week. Uh, Those poor Bobcats. Yeah, that sounds like when he said that, I was like, oh, geez. How did he say it? Was he like, oh, oh, no. no. Yeah, it was like one of those things where he even said, he's like, I went and talked to whatever their athletic director's name is and coach Solich and told him like, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you yeah. Know? That's not a good spot for them to be in. No. Well, and especially that's a good program, you know, like they're yeah. usually pretty good. And like, they were always under really good under coach Solich. And that's where it's like, you sit there and you're just like, man, put yourself in a losing situation there. Yeah. Well, and they said they were pretty banged up too. And it's like, that's where you just, you. I kind of feel bad for him, yeah. you know, like. I won't feel bad on Saturday. No, though. no, I'm not going to feel bad on Saturday, <laughs> especially if they're, if they're all of a sudden hanging around in the fourth right. quarter, you know, I'm really not going to feel bad then. But it's like, you sit there at the same time and you're just like, man, like if they came in here and lost by 36 again, that would be really not very encouraging yeah, if you're an Ohio, Ohio, Ohio fan. How many fans do you think Ohio has, the University of Ohio? How big is it? I mean, I don't think it's very big. I don't know. I didn't even know they were the Bobcats until just now. And I feel you didn't like know I they were the Bobcats. That. I should have known that. Come on. You need to tune into some more action on Tuesday nights. 18,000 18, students. Mm, I don't know. 14,000 undergrads. I bet it's a decent fan base. Apparently right? they have how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight different campuses. So they actually have 28,000 oh, students okay. total. But do you yeah. think we'll see a big faction of Bobcats on Saturday? No, no, I don't think that there'll be a, I don't think there's going to be like a green wave uh, in Ames. Uh, but if you um, do see some Bobcats while you're out there tailgating, you should definitely, you know, introduce, you know, say, say hello and be welcoming to them. If there are any Bobcats passing through B6 and want a chocolate chip cookie, now you know where I am. Because I'm sure yeah. they're all listening tonight. Right. There you go. They're all locked in. I'm sure they are. Yeah. all 14,000 of their undergrads yeah I, I think this is now two times in a row where we've wrapped up with you tell, inviting people to your <laughs> tailgate random right. people actually someone uh, uh, um, Iowa State student stopped by last time and she Seriously? did this weird yeah she did a double take and I was like you want a chocolate chip cookie she said yes <laughs> so I gave her two <laughs> it, it worked it worked <laughs> that's pretty funny all right, Steph. It's very nice. We'll uh we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks right. everybody for for listening. We'll be back same time, same place here in Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL.